Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 202. And uh, it's May, and uh, not for long. We have been on lockdown now for over 10 weeks, and same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Anyway, uh, today's blog is about a television show. And uh, I just posted a a blog about a movie. Um, And what's funny is that I wrote both of these. No, no, that's not true. I did start the one about the movie long before this thing ever hit. So we can't blame that on the on the lockdown. And I think I thought about writing this one before this all hit as well, but I, I think I actually started it once once we were going. Uh, but yeah, television, movies, that's, that's what's happening because we're sure not going to the theater because there is no theater except for on Zoom, and that's not theater. I, I mean, maybe it is for some people. I don't know. I saw like five minutes of... No, I actually saw more. I saw I saw more than five minutes of a, like a sort of reputable theater's commissioned Zoom play. And whew, beige, boof, bleh, that's not for me. Uh, so let's just stick with the actual movie and television situation until we can actually all be back in the same room together making actual theater. That'll be nice. Uh, So, without further ado, let's just get into this. It is called The Inspiring Solidarity of the Cable Girls. If we've talked about TV in the last few weeks, and we may have talked about TV a lot in these virus times, I've surely mentioned Cable Girls to you. I've become a bit obsessed. It's a Spanish TV show about switchboard operators in the early 20th century. It is stylish and sexy and, most impressively, about women's solidarity. There is nothing the women in this show won't do for their friends, and I mean nothing. They will tank their relationships, start a strike, even stage a prison break. They are a group of friends who show up for each other in some really extraordinary ways. There are many things about this show that stretch the bounds of credulity— It is very much like a telenovela in terms of its plot twists. Amnesia? Check. Love triangle? Check. Sudden appearance of an identical twin? Check. It is not a realistic show. But the bonds of these friends always seem absolutely credible. While I don't necessarily believe the prison break, I do believe that they would do it to help one of their own. Watching these women choose each other over and over makes me realize how rare it is to see women together like this. So often, on screen, women are portrayed as competitors, as spatting rivals, not colleagues. The women in Cable Girls, Las Chicas del Cable, begin as colleagues and grow into collaborators and friends and even accomplices and comrades in multiple heists and schemes. Watching a team of friends pull off a heist is, I suppose, a fairly common dramatic structure. 
but it is rarely a team of women, and almost definitely not a team of women whose difficulties arise from outside of the group rather than within it. It gives me enormous solace to watch a group of women friends take on the indignities of sexism or encroaching capitalism or the sexist structures around them and do it together. When the main character chose her friends over her lover and clearly articulated that that was what she was doing, this TV show showed me something I had never seen before. This show has these women continuously choose each other over and over. No one can come between them. Everyone who knows these girls knows that if one of them is in trouble, the others have to go. It's powerful to watch a group of women take on impossible situations. It feels like what's been happening on an international scale for these last few years. Groups of women are coming together, like the Cable Girls, and facing what seem like impossible situations, and sometimes winning. Is the show silly? Yes, very. Heist, twins, amnesia, it's silly. Is it soapy? So very much. But it's like stylish soap. Sexy period soap with pearls and cloche hats. I cannot get enough. Also, the Spanish is incredibly musical. I I don't speak enough Spanish to be able to identify what's happening, but it seems like there might be a sort of stylized theatrical quality to the speech. I sometimes feel like I could sing it after watching an episode. Turn off the dubbing and turn on the subtitles for the optimal feminine solidarity experience. I wish I could also turn off the weird contemporary music in English that I'm guessing Netflix has added to appeal to us Americans. But alas, there is no music adjustment setting. It might be just the right show for the moment. Or just the wrong one. For me, in these times when I miss my own friends so profoundly, it is a comfort to watch a group of women support each other. In the absence of hugs from my community, I get some visceral joy from the group hugs that the cable girls have fairly often. For someone else, the absence of such comforts in our current situation of social distancing might make it hard to watch. But there are some robberies to make up for it, though, so maybe it's just the ticket. Anyway, I'm just a few episodes from the end of the final season, which I'm finding not quite as light and airy as previous seasons. Unfortunately, since it's based on history, I sort of know how this Spanish Civil War situation goes, and it's not a happy story. It's particularly not a happy development that may have opened the door for subsequent fascism around Europe, so I'm not quite sure how the usual feel-good cable girls are going to get through the end of this season in their formerly uplifting way. Don't tell me if you've already seen it. But see, if they do manage it, If they do find some way through that brutal fascistic experience, I think I might take some comfort in that. I think I might need that kind of inspiration. It is a silly kind of revolutionary show of togetherness, but maybe that's just what we need to have modeled right now. Or what I needed to have modeled right now. If you're my friend, I just want to let you know I will help you with your bank heist if you need to escape your abusive husband. Just know that I will. 
unless you're the police, in which case I know nothing about that bank heist. What bank heist? I won't snitch on my girls. So I did actually finish the whole show, all of season five. And uh, all I can say is just skip it. Just, I mean, just... Just pretend there are only four delightful seasons of The Cable Girls and just don't even watch that fifth season. Just just don't. Just trust me, you won't be sorry that you missed it because, oh dear, just oh dear. You know what I mean? Anyway, the first four seasons are worth every minute and the fourth season really ends like it's ending. So just stop there. Just stop and then forget that there's ever anything later because you'll be sorry. Or at least I was sorry. You might think it's great. I I was sorry. I, I, I wished I'd never seen it. <laughs> uh, but the first four seasons were a, an unqualified delight. Just really. Um, yeah. It's funny because I, I found it. Uh, I think somehow Netflix knew that I wanted to watch this other show called uh, Luna Nera. Uh I think they knew I wanted to watch it because it had witches in it and they know I have a thing. So um, my, you know, tech overlords were like, you must watch this show about Italian witches. And I was like, you are correct. I must. Uh, Although I didn't realize it was Italian. Um, In fact, that would have been I would have watched it sooner if I'd known that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I watched a trailer and was like, yes, sold. Um, and it was the trailer was in English, and then I started watching the show, and I was like, "This is dubbed. This that's not English that that lady is actually speaking with her mouth." And then I clicked around a little bit and discovered that it was actually in Italian, which was a big sell for me because I, I speak Italian and I could actually understand what they were saying, and it was uh, quite quite pleasurable for that. Um, it's not a brilliant show, but it is aesthetically um, exciting. And uh, there are a lot of cool things about it. So um, anyway, that show, because I watched that show, they were like, well, if we got you to watch Luna Nera, you will definitely watch The Cable Girls. And I was like, you are also right. You are correct. But I was hip to their dubbing tricks. So I, I caught it early. <laughs> and I, I cannot imagine how that show plays dubbed. It, 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 like, I really can't. I mean, I saw it for like a minute and was like, this is no, this, this is no, that is, <laughs> that is, that is exactly what I said. This is no. So, uh, yeah, they're both shows like that mostly feature women and, uh, they're delightful. Anyway, that's my television spiel for the day. Um, so what do I have to tell you? The song was really fun to learn. Uh, I decided that I needed to sing something in Spanish and that I wanted to sing something like from Spain. Um, I feel like I I have learned a few songs in Spanish, but most of them are from, you know, like Mexico or, or Chile or other places that are not Spain. And this show is kind of so much about Spain and Spanish history and uh, I just felt like oh I'd like to get into that a little bit so I did some research and um, listened to a bunch of random stuff on Spotify and stumbled upon this song that it was like a hit I don't know exactly when but it was apparently super popular in Spain um, and I really enjoyed uh, learning it it was also really 
really hard <laughs> because, uh, well, I think there's several reasons. Um, like I mentioned in a previous blogcast, it has this quality of the words being emphasized on the wrong, I'm using air quotes, on the wrong syllable. Um, that is, there's like a lot of emphasis on prepositions or like the accent uh, is in a word, not where it usually falls, those kinds of things, um, which make it really, really hard in any language, even your native language. But then to try and do that in a language that you only sort of half speak is uh, it's also it's quite, it's quite challenging. Um, so it was challenging for that reason. And uh, also challenging because it, there's a lot of words and they go really fast <laughs> And uh, and it's like Spanish Spanish, so there's a lot of in there, and keeping straight when it should be a and when it should be a were uh, that was that was a fun challenge. Also, um, there's a thing too about pop music that is in, in romance languages. I think this is true. Um, I I met a random person on a hillside in Cinque Terre in the '90s. Some random guy I had a conversation with uh, about pop music. Uh, he was Italian, and he was like, "Listen, uh, Italian music, pop music." Uh, he was very clear. Italian pop music is no good because of there's too many syllables, and he said that's why pop in English is so popular because the monosyllabic nature of the language is such that. It's just easier to fit into a pop form. Obviously, that idea stuck with me um, for decades. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I, I find it fascinating. Like, oh, that's the benefit of English. I mean, there's many benefits of English, but that for music, that's a big one. Um, yeah, I just, I'm fascinated. And I feel like I can hear that, feel that a little bit in this in this song. Like, there's just a way where the words have been kind of like pushed into a form that they might not naturally want to go into because the music of the language itself is so um, strong. Like, I think that's partly why listening to this show, like there's something about wanting to sing it because the, even just people talking has the quality of like a, a, a beat, a rhythm, a, a, you know, a meter. Uh, that that spoken English does not have. Anyway, that's a lot about pop music and language. So uh, before I play for you this song, uh, I should tell you that uh, the fourth episode of The Dragoning is out. Uh, thanks to any and all of you who gave it some stars and uh, wrote reviews on Apple. So helpful. If you want to do that on this podcast, too, that would be great. Uh, it does really help people find the podcast. And the higher rated something is in Apple, the more likely people will be to find it. So go for that. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is through Patreon, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Uh, there's also Kofi and uh, PayPal, uh, and the links to all of those things are in the show notes. Uh, my theater company now also has a Kofi page um, to help pay for the next episode. So we're funding, trying to fund the eighth episode of The Dragoning now. So if that is exciting to you, check that out as well. 
I'll throw that link in the show notes. Um, and yeah, just thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you're all doing okay, staying safe, etc. And uh, I will give to you now a song by Amaral, is my guess at how they pronounce their name. They are a folkish duo, folk pop duo from Spain. This song is called Marta, Sebas, Gil y Demas. And uh, it is about friends. So I thought it was super perfect for this podcast, for this episode. Um, since the thing that I found so compelling about Cable Girls was the quality of their friendship. And this song is about friendship and being friends and all of that. Um, the lyrics of the chorus are, they are my friends. We pass hours on the street. Um, so it's like, we can't pass hours on the street with our friends right now. (laughs) So it's nice to sing about it. Um, is there anything else to just tell you about this song? I don't think so. Um, check it out in like real life because, you know, it's, uh, not that this isn't real life, but Amaral is the creator of the song. So check them out if you're interested in Spanish pop. So here it is. Marta, Sebas, Gil y los demás. Marta me llamó a la asesora española. Solo para hablar, solo se sentía sola porque se va, se marchó. De vuelta a Buenos Aires, el dinero se acabó, ya no hay sitio para nadie. ¿Dónde empieza y dónde acabará? El destino que nos une, que nos separará. Yo estoy sola en el hotel, estoy viendo amanecer. Santiago de Chile se despierte entre montañas. Gira toca la guitarra en la 304. Un gato rebelde que anda medio enamorado de la señorita rock and roll. Aunque no lo han confesado, eso lo sé yo. Son mis amigos, en la calle pasábamos las horas. Son mis amigos, por encima de todas las cosas. Carlos me contó su hermana Isabel la echaron del trabajo sin saber por qué no le dieran ni le gracias porque estaba sin contrato aquella misma tarde fuimos a celebrarlo ya no tendrás que soportar al imbécil de tu jefe ni un minuto más Pasábamos las horas, son mis amigos, por encima de todas las cosas, son mis amigos. 
tuvo un hijo y de que los demás ya no sé nada. Amigos, por encima de todo.